Okay, everyone, we're going to get started. I see that there are still some people trickling in, but just to be conscious of everyone's time, I did want to get started um, as close to one o'clock as we possibly could. So um, let's let's do this. Um, thank you, first and foremost, for uh, jumping on today. I know that there's a lot going on in the world, um, and just the, the fact that you took some time to, to have this conversation with me, I appreciate it. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Matt Barber and I run a financial coaching and wellness program called Westminster Workplace Solutions. And Westminster Workplace Solutions is designed to give unbiased financial advice to people just like you in the workplace. So when I say unbiased, what do I really mean by that? Um, well, what I mean is that we don't have anything to sell you. We have no um, affiliations and no no investment ties or insurance company ties. So we don't receive any compensation from outside firms. So when we give you information, we give you that information because we believe it's the best direction for you, not because we're gonna get paid in one way or another. Um, so today we're gonna give you a little bit to think about on the topic of budgeting. Um, and at the end, of course, there'll be a, a section for time for questions. Uh, just type them in the chat box like I, I mentioned a little bit before and uh, we'll answer them as they come at the end. If you do have any specific questions that you don't want to share with the group and you want to go over your specific situation, you can always get a hold of me. My email address is mbarber at westminster-consulting.com and my phone number is 877-567-3756. Again, that's 877-567-3756. Okay, so budgeting. Uh, I know to a lot of people, uh, at least a lot of people that I talk to, that that uh, word in and of itself can raise blood pressure. Uh, even the slightest mention, uh, I can get stares or the uh, don't even go there uh, comment from one person to another. Um, I just want to be here to tell you, and it's not because I'm a numbers person, but it's not that bad, okay? We don't need to make it a tough, um, tough situation and we can make this kind of a I won't go as far as enjoyable for most people but something that we can handle and use as an effective tool right so so let's talk a little bit about it because really all it is you probably already have one in general but it's a way to keep track of the money that comes in and the money that goes out right so um, a lot of people don't do that on a line by line basis but in some manner you're doing it already so today I'm gonna go over three important steps to keep in mind, whether you're just starting to ease into this, uh, keeping track of it, or if you've been doing it for a while, all right? So first off, and these, these aren't necessarily in a prioritized order, but first, write it down, okay? Behavioral experts tell us that when plans, any plans, are written down where we can see them, we're more likely to follow through with those plans. And budgets aren't any exception to the rule. How you do that isn't a big deal. Um, you know, pe some people use apps or um, track through their through their bank um, applications and things like that. I would say that's probably not the best way. If you're doing it in some form, then then that's fine. But for my preference, I would say write it down. Whether that's through you know a spreadsheet on your computer or if it's just a pen and paper. Um, you know, I think it's important to actually physically see the numbers, know what they are, and to either write or type them out so that so that they're um, 
so that they're real to you. Um, I hope that makes sense to everyone. And how I would go about getting those numbers, regardless of which style you prefer, the first tip that I'd give you is, is to make sure that you're looking at your bank statements, either whether it's an electronic statement or a physical paper copy that you get. Um, most banks at this point have sectioned out their statements where there, there's an actual category for recurring income or expenses. Um, and right there, you'll not only get the amounts, which are important, but you'll also get the dates. Um, and the dates are really important because what we want to do is we want to take those numbers and the dates that they come in and out, and we want to group all of that information together, right? And so we're going to take the information and separate it into sections based upon when you get paid. So for instance, if you get paid twice a month on, let's say, the 1st and the 15th, you divide everything into two sections, one section for everything that comes in and out from the 1st through the 14th, and then another section for everything that comes in and out from the 15th to the 31st. And obviously, if you get paid in different cycles, whether that's weekly or just monthly, you can split that stuff up into those different ranges. But you really want to categorize everything so that you know that you'll have the income to cover whatever the expenses are. Um, I hope that makes sense for everyone. If not, make sure to ask at the end, okay? Uh, tip number two. Uh, I, th I think we've all heard the adage, keep it simple. Uh, there's usually a fourth S in there, or a, a fourth letter, the, uh, another S, but we really want to do budgets simply, right? Uh, we want them to be accurate. We want, don't want them to be a burden, but we, there's got to be a balance between the two. And so without getting into a line-by-line -line itemization of what we spend, it's difficult to know the finer points of how we spend, and that's all right. What we can work with is those big numbers, right? We can work with what our major expenses are. Um, those details are going to build confidence in us, right? We're gonna, we're gonna get little tiny wins inside of our mind. We're gonna track it, we're gonna know what it is. Um, we can really do a lot with budgeting just with those big numbers. The finer details, they typically don't, they shouldn't swing your budget too much from one, either over or under. Um, and so, just knowing that we can build up mental wins, focus on those big things, and get a handle on those, then we want to work into the smaller details, okay? The, the big question that everyone has or the, the, the sticking point that a lot of people have is with stores um, and how to categorize stores like Walmart or Target or um, if you guys have Sam's Club or you know, whatever the Costco, um, those types of stores, because at those stores, you can buy different things at different points in the month, um, whether that be food or clothes or household utilities or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, there, there's kind of an odd mix of purchases there. Um, and that's okay. You know, again, we're not, we're not looking to be uh, getting everything down line by line. What you want to do is you just want to add dollars um, just for those stores individually, okay? So if you have just a Walmart line item, um, that's gonna uh, that's gonna bring you back to looking at what you're spending at Walmart on a monthly basis or Target or whatever that store may be for you. So we can always go back and add details later. But what we want to do is we want to make sure that you're you're just 
understanding what the numbers are um, on a on a like macro level from from a high point of view. Okay. So last but not least, the third tip is to always overestimate expenses and underestimate income. And so when I talk to most people, they don't have a clue as as to how much money uh, hits their bank account each payday. They can kind of tell me that they can usually tell me what it is that they make on an annual basis, approximately. Um, but what actually hits their bank account, they really have no idea. Most people have gotten into a routine with their spending and with their income that you know whatever goes in their checking account on a on a auto basis, the, they know that it's going to be around or about what they spent. Um, and so if we're trying to keep things simple and we're trying to write them down and we don't have exact numbers, well, what do we do? We want to make the best educated guess that we can and then exaggerate what our costs will be and kind of be a little reserved on what that income will be, okay? And the reason for this is because basically what happens in a worst case scenario in each of those situations. So if we overestimate our expenses, and we say, for example, that we're gonna spend $1,000 a month. And let's say we only spend $800 a month. That means that we have $200 that we allocated to spend that we didn't. Okay, that's not bad, right? If we didn't spend all of that money, if we over-exaggerated our costs, then what can we do with that extra money? Well, we can save it, we can allocate it towards something else, um, or we can change our budget, right? What happens if we underestimate that though, okay? If we underestimate our expenses and we say, well, no, I'm only gonna spend 800, but then we spend 1,000. Well, of course, then you don't have the money to, to, to cover that, right? Then you need to come up with money to cover that. Um, so that's not great. The same thing is, is true for income. So just in reverse. So if we overestimate how much income we're gonna have, but then we don't get all of that income for whatever reason, uh, maybe it's um, you know a, a sales commission didn't come in, or um, we got laid off, or a spouse got laid off, or our hours got cut back, um, you know, there are all kinds of things that can happen, but if we under, underestimate um, our income, then we're more likely to hit those numbers, okay? So I hope that makes sense. Uh, another thing with income is that for those employees that have um, commissions and bonuses and things like that, we rarely ever, when we're preparing for clients, um, we will rarely ever include those numbers into the calculation when it comes to putting your budget together. And the reason for that, again, is we're just trying to be conservative with this budget. We're not overestimating things, and we wanna make sure that if anything is you know, delayed or is less than what we expected or you know, short for some reason, we don't wanna be out uh, or not able to pay bills, because what happens when that happens? Um, well, we, we typically end up in a credit situation, right? So we'll, we'll end up taking on debt uh, and building up a credit card or a personal loan, or, and you know those rates are, are not great. Um, 
And, and so that we're trying to get away from that kind of thing, not add to it. So um, I think those are the three best tips for budgeting. Again, write it down, keep it simple, and then overestimate your expenses and underestimate your income. All right, so those are my three. If you have any questions, feel free to type them in the chat box. Um, I'm, again, trying to keep this pretty short and, and to the point for you guys so that you can get back to work and your, your life. Um, but let's take some questions if we have any, okay? Thanks everyone again for joining. We're gonna have a couple more calls this week and um, I hope you found the conversation helpful, maybe even enjoyable. Uh, as always, you can reach out to me. My email again is m as in Matt and then Barber, B-A-R-B-E-R at Westminster-Consulting.com. And the phone number is 877-567-3756. Uh, there will also be a replay of this uh, that we'll get out to you later on in the week. Um, just for anyone who joined late or missed it in general, or if you just want to you know, hear the conversation again. So yeah, feel free to reach out anytime and we'll be getting in touch with you soon. Thanks.